Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Monday, June the 10th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. It is late at night. It's 3 in the morning while I'm recording this. So unless you live in another country or you are a night owl, you will be listening to this sometime in the morning. Like I always say on your uh, Monday morning commute or whatever day it's going to be. So... The Astros take two out of three from Baltimore. With our full roster, no doubt we sweep them. No doubt. Uh, This magic of winning all these series, I think the Astros, if you don't count one, they tied. I think they've won like 10 series in a row. And a lot of them are without their all-star players. So Friday, the Astros were down 3-0, to zero, not looking good. Bottom of the fifth, Reddick gets a solo home run. He went two for five in the game. And then Tony Kemp, two-run homer, and that ties things up. We go to extra innings. Bottom of the 11th, Yuli Gurriel scores on a Robinson-Chirinos double Astros win. When Yuli scored... He was called safe. Baltimore Orioles had nothing to lose. It was a close call. They had nothing to lose, so they went for the challenge, and it was upheld. Uh, Garrett Cole, seven innings, four hits, three runs. Not a awesome day, but I do like the fact that he lasted seven innings. And the best thing about the outing that Garrett Cole had on Friday is 14 strikeouts. I haven't looked up the uh, stats as far as who leads the American League in strikeouts. I believe it is Garrett Cole. I believe I heard someone say it was Garrett Cole, but don't uh, rely on me for those kind of stats because I don't know. But he added 14 to it. So if he is one of the leaders in strikeouts, he added 14. That's a lot of strikeouts. Uh, Rondon pitched an inning. He gave up a hit, but no runs. And the hero of the game, I'm going to say the hero of the game, recently called up, Sionel Perez, three innings, no hits, no runs. Three 
innings. He comes in late innings and does awesome. Picks up the win, and I'll give him player of the game. Not that I really do that anymore, but off the top of my head, you got to give him the credit. Three innings, that's pretty awesome. Saturday, I don't know what happened. Baltimore wins 4-1. to one. Uh, Framber Valdez, even though we lost for the Astros, I will give him player of the game. Seven innings, one run. Framber Valdez in his first start of the year, seven innings, five hits, one run. Will Harris gave up two hits and a run, and he ended up being the losing pitcher. And Gujuan gave up two runs in one inning. His ERA, 14.54. And he was optioned to AAA. And the wishes or prayers or whatever you want to call it of all the Houston Astros fans, Jordan Alvarez called up after Goudouin optioned a AAA. One thing they had to do to get him called up was to put uh, Lance McCullers Jr. on the 60-day disabled list to clear a roster spot. And that is really no big deal because he's not coming back anyway. So today, or yesterday, whenever you're listening to this, Sunday, the Astros win 4-0. to um, I, re- I watched the first couple innings. Uh, Sadie had got some tickets to go to the San Antonio Aquarium. And I told her I would take her after the game. And she kind of got a little, I don't know. But I kind of decided I'll be nice. And I'll record it, and I'll take you. But I told her, you have to wait until I see Alvarez bat. And it ended up taking two innings, and he popped out to left field. But as soon as I got to the aquarium, sometime after I was there, my watch goes off. Jordan Alvarez, two-run homer. Astros up, two to zero. Bottom of the six, Reddick with an RBI single. Bottom of the eighth, Yuli Gurriel with a sack fly. Astros win four to nothing. Alvarez in his debut, one for three with a home run. Two RB, RBs, two RBIs, and a walk. So he got on base two times, drove in two runs. Wade Miley, six innings, no runs. Six innings, six hits, no runs, five strikeouts. Uh, Ryan Presley, an inning of no runs. Hector Rondon, he pitched an inning at two strikeouts. Uh, Josh James came in in the ninth inning, pitched two-thirds of an inning. He got the first two guys out, then he walked two guys. And Hinch saw enough, brought in Osuna. He got a ground out, and he picked up save number 17. What? This guy, I'm not down on him. I love Roberto Osuna, and I don't care if anybody has a problem with that. But he's getting lucky. He's blowing saves and getting wins. He's giving up two home runs back-to-back and picking up saves. And today, I don't even know how, how many pitches he threw. A third of an inning. He got one guy to ground out. 
and he pitched. He got a save. Crazy. He's getting lucky. He's getting some good. That's save number 17 on the season, but he is no longer perfect. So the transactions during the week was, I just went on the 7th because the last podcast was on the 7th. If we haven't covered this, Brady Rogers is gone, and they called up Perez. Uh, they got rid of Goudouin and called up Jordan Alvarez. That was the two uh, transactions for the week. Uh, A.J. Hinch said that Alvarez will mainly be the D.H., but he will play some left field, and he definitely, he said, you will not see him play first base. So all along they have called, they have said that he had to be a good left fielder, and they had been working him at first base, but apparently he's not very good at it. So he's going to be a DH, and perhaps... Brantley will get a day. And Brantley actually, I believe, got the day off today. Friday, 0 for 5. Saturday, 0 for 4. And he's still hitting like 317. So the Astros are off Monday and Thursday this week. So there will be no changes. Uh, they go with the same amount of pitchers. Peacock, I haven't heard anything, but Peacock may move to the bullpen. Um, no, that's not true. They're off Monday and Tuesday. I thought I had written this down. Tuesday, Brad Peacock gets the start against Peralta when they take on the Milwaukee Brewers. He's 3-2 and two with a 5.11 ERA. They showed a stat while I was watching the game today. I recorded it, came home and watched it. It was something about uh, pitchers ERA at home, and I don't know if it was just American League only, but there's three Astros in the top five, and Brad Peacock was one of them. So he pitches very well at home, so I'm very confident that we can pull this off, although Milwaukee is good, and I don't know how many people they're missing, but the Astros are missing quite a bit. Wednesday will be Justin Verlander. You know, I never even started counting down to see who's going to be pitching on the weekend, but if Verlander's pitching Wednesday, uh, that's not happening. I'm not getting another Justin Verlander game, but he's 9-2 and two with a 2.31 ERA, and the Toronto Blue Jays, actually the Milwaukee Brewers, I'm getting ahead of myself, the Milwaukee Brewers have yet to name a starting pitcher for that game, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Astros play the Blue Jays, and just a reminder, I will be at the game on Sunday, and I will be meeting for the first time, long-time listeners Grady and Mark Yu. Uh, one cool thing about the Toronto series is, and this is cool, I don't know if I've said it before, but Craig Biggio's son plays for Toronto, and Craig Biggio will get to watch his son play in Houston on Father's Day, I think that is really cool. So before I get to page two of the podcast, I'm going to take a little break. And while I take a little break, I'm going to try to figure out who's going to pitch on Sunday. I'll be right back after this sound effect. All right, so trying to figure out who's going to pitch on Sunday. I just want to make a disclaimer. I did this in another podcast. 
I put it on Twitter that I was recording one and I went about 12 minutes and I messed up and I started over and I just did it. It makes me so angry that I messed up. And it wasn't just a little mess up. It was kind of a big one and I just, I, did, I don't know. But anyway, I went like 22 minutes and I'm starting over now. And I believe the last thing I talked about before I took a break was who was going to pitch on Sunday. I was going to try to figure it out. I know that for sure. This is the second segment. So Garrett Cole should pitch Friday. They're off Thursday. That shouldn't change. So with the day off, that I believe would set up Wade Miley for his every fifth day start. I'm not sure they're going to do this, but they are shorthanded in the pitching department right now because of the days off. But I believe that the same thing happened with Peacock. They sent him to the bullpen because they didn't need five starters. They got two days off this week. So I say, no, even though he did awesome, they're going to they're gonna put Framer Valdez back in the rotation for just this week. And Wade Miley will start Saturday. And then Peacock should start on Sunday. Now, personally, I wouldn't mind seeing Framer Valdez on Saturday. And then I would get Wade Miley on Sunday. I would be okay with that. And uh, But we'll see. I Honestly, my opinion, if you want me to use my baseball expertise... Based on how the roster is and based on the days off, I believe they are going to skip Framber Valdez. Now, I promise you, on theastros.com, they do not have the pitching matchups for the Toronto Blue Jays this weekend. Okay, so speaking of Alvarez, who made hit, I didn't, even, I wasn't speaking of him, but Jordan Alvarez, they got him from the Dodgers for Josh Fields. When Josh Fields played for us, I couldn't stand him. I thought he was horrible. He threw fast, but he, he just wasn't good. Every time, I mean, he he was one of the guys that made me mad. So I have a memory of when he pitched in the World Series. They brought him in, and I told my wife, they are going to tear this guy up. He sucks. And they did tear him up. He never pitched another inning in the World Series, and now he's not even in Major League Baseball, according to a story I read about him today. It could be wrong. I don't know. But what I read, he's not even in Major League Baseball anymore. So we gave the Dodgers Josh Fields, and they gave us Jordan Alvarez. That is super cool. And we surely made, we surely got the better end of that trade. So I don't know if you saw this or not. This might be something that'll surprise you this morning. But David Ortiz was shot. He got shot last night in the Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, if that's what you want to say. He got shot in the stomach or between, I don't know, between the chest and the, the waist, I don't know. But it missed all the vital organs. Everybody was worried about him, but it looks like he's going to be all right. They did catch the guy, and I guess it was just uh, people. It wasn't the police, but they caught the guy, and there's videos on Twitter. They were beating the piss out of this guy. He, they were beating him up really bad. 
So now let's go to a listener. I'm not going to say his last name because I don't want to butcher it. I don't want to offend anybody. Mikhail G. He didn't really have a question, but I'm going to read what he said, and I'm going to give you my opinion of what he said. He said he thinks there should be a salary cap. Uh, There's a lot of production coming from the young talent, and they are not making money. So let me give you my opinion of this. I do think it sucks. Like, let's go back to last year. Alex Bregman was the most productive. He was the most valuable player for the Astros, without a doubt. There's not one person that would disagree with this. He was the MVP of the Astros last year, and he made $500,000. And you had, like, I don't know who to, who to say. Will Harris or Hector Rondon, maybe one of those guys. Uh, like five or seven million dollars these guys probably made. If they make seven million or five million, that's, that's ten times the amount Alex Bregman makes, if that is my math correct. But that's just the way it is. If it was, Alex Bregman was the second overall pick. So one thing that I can say about that. He probably got a $5 million signing bonus. He does commercials for HUB. I don't know how much he gets paid for that. He has a deal with Adidas. The guy is everywhere. So with the signing bonus and all that, he was not definitely hurting for money last year. But you would think that if he was the best player on the team... He should get the most money. Maybe they should pay people after the season. Maybe you should get what you earned the year before. I don't know. But if he was a a football player and he was the second pick, he would have probably got a three-year deal. I don't know what football gets paid now. $20 million a year maybe, something like that. Uh, You would have got a lot of money. But the way baseball is, you've ha- you have to earn your money, and Alex Bregman did. He's making about 500000 this year, but like the next six year, five or six years, he's going to be making about $20 million or thirty. I don't know. It's a lot. I can't remember what the contract is, but he's getting paid. He's getting taken care of. But the one thing about baseball is people, let's look at like Justin Verlander. We have to pay that guy $31 million to keep him around. And everybody wants that. Let me know if you disagree with me. Everybody knows that we need Justin Verlander. We can't give him up. He's awesome. He's 36 years old. He's still our best pitcher, and it doesn't look like he's in the decline at all. So he, the reason he gets that much money is because other teams... We'll pay him that much money. So we have to pay him. So let's say you have 25 awesome players. You can't pay them all $30 million a season. I guess you could because you know these uh, baseball team owners are making a lot of money. They have to be. Maybe they can afford to do that. Maybe there should be a salary cap. I don't know. Actually, if I get down to... 
the nitty-gritty, the bottom of it, I do not think there should be one. Um, You don't want, let's say like Kyle Tucker. He got picked super early. And let's say, see, because they have to go to the minor leagues. In football, they get drafted and they go to the big league team. Not the big league, but they go straight to the NFL. There's no minor league-based football. Uh, they, they go straight to the NFL. And, the, and if they don't make it, they get cut. And there's nowhere for them to go. They have to earn that money. But in baseball, you have minor league baseball where they have years and years and years to try and earn that money. So let's say that we called Kyle Tucker up that one year that he did horrible. I think that was last year. And let's say we gave him a $10 million contract or a $5 million or even $1 million. I don't even know what they paid him. But let's say we gave him $5 million, to be fair, because he was awesome. We knew he was going to kick butt up here. We were, we were all excited. What if they would have paid him $5 million? That would have been a waste of money. So I think it's kind of a good system that they have to earn their money. But one thing that is good, one thing that's positive now, and it's because of the way free agency is going, because the owners are definitely changing things, is that... They're, ex- they're given these young players extensions. So instead of making 500000 for the next two or three years, they're going to get paid ten or $15 million. They're going to be millionaires right off the bat. Now, Jordan Alvarez, this will be his first year. If he plays like he did today, he'll probably be around for a long time. I think the Astros waited long enough. I think they wanted to make sure they didn't want another Kyle Tucker episode happening. I think they think he's ready and I hope he is. He changes the whole dynamic of the team and we'll get to that in a minute. So the, so I guess my answer, not that you asked me, but I don't think there should be a salary cap. Um, like the one thing I thought about, I think about this a lot or I don't think, I don't sit around thinking about it, but I mean, this is what I came up with. I've said it before is there's a players association and the owners and they have labor talks and they agreed to this. Let me tell you this. I know you know this, but they brought Jordan Alvarez up at this time. So as far as paying the guy, and I think this is what you don't like, uh, Mikhail doesn't like, but if the so they called him up, so this year pretty much doesn't count. The next three years they can pay him the minimum, which is probably five hundred to six hundred. It might be six hundred pretty soon. I don't know. The last I had looked, it was like five fifty. So they can pay him five fifty, five fifty. They can pay him whatever they want now for four years, this year and three more, and then the next three years. He can kind of say what he deserves and go through arbitration for three years. But I believe if he kicks butt, and I like this. I, I like the way 
young players now. I, I really I really do think this is good for baseball. The young guys coming up, instead of making nothing and then going to free agency and trying to get paid like Alex Bregman did. He did very good, so they extended his contract, and he's staying here. I like that. I like the direction that baseball is going. I don't like all this moving around. Because I've said this before. They need to do something with Springer, even though he's always hurt. I can't imagine Springer in another uniform. Can't imagine it at all. I'd have to pick another new, a different new uh, favorite player. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I have no idea. I can't imagine it. So the second thing he wrote was Dallas Keuchel took less than the qualifying offer from the Astros to play for the Braves. He took $13 million. The Astros offered, I believe it was 17.9 or 19.7. I can't remember. Um, but, you know, here's my thought on that. I believe I've said this before. I'm not really sure or I've thought about it. But the Astros gave him the qualifying offer because they knew he wouldn't take it and they wanted the draft pick. They knew that Dallas Keuchel wanted a long-term contract because I guarantee you they talked. They might have said, hey, we'd like like you to stick around another year. Here's 15, 17 million, whatever. And he said, no, I don't want it. So they give him the qualify. He says, no, nah, man, I want, a, I want a five-year contract. So I think they knew that he wasn't going to sign because they knew he wanted a long-term contract. So they offered him the qualifying offer. And mainly so they could get a draft pick. They risked, they risked, I can't even say risk. They risked him accepting that high payday that they didn't want to pay him to get a draft pick, and it didn't even work out. They didn't get him, and they didn't get a draft pick. So he didn't accept the qualifying offer because not only did he want a five- or six-year contract at $20 million a year, but he didn't, he didn't get it. Nobody wanted to give it to him. He could not get it. That's why he had to settle for that. So it's not like he t- he turned down. It's not like Houston goes here. You want to play for us for seventeen million, and then Atlanta went. You want to play for us for thirteen? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. I mean, he made a decision earlier in time, earlier in the year, that came back to bite him in the butt. He made a bad choice, but he had confidence in himself. His Agent had confidence that he could make more money. So that is why he makes less money. That's happened before. Uh, So, one thing I saw today is Max Muncy hit a home run. And this might have happened yesterday. I I don't know. But he hit a home run off the Bumgarner. And after he hit the home run, I think he took like two or three steps walking. And Bumgarner got mad and started walking towards him, and he was yelling at him. And so, my thoughts on this is, uh, I don't have a problem with it. 
I mean, I, I didn't have a problem when Bautista threw the bat 30 feet in the air. The Astros celebrate. It's exciting. I mean, they're excited. They, they, that's how it is now. These guys, it's not the 1970s or the 80s or the 90s where all these unwritten rules that everybody followed and everybody had to be all stuffy. These guys are young. These guys have fun now. You can't get mad and be pissy about that. If you want to be a crybaby, go play for the NBA. I don't even watch basketball anymore because all it is is three hours of grown men crying and complaining. I got fouled, blah, blah, blah. I can't, that's why I don't watch it anymore. But I don't want to hear of any Astros guys crying about a guy showing them up. You know what I mean? Don't don't get mad. Don't throw home. Don't give up home runs if you don't want to get mad. Also, what you can do, I tweeted this earlier. Don't like grab your nuts when you strike them out. Do the the degeneration X. Suck it. Do the moonwalk. Do celebrate. Point at them and tell them to sit down. I don't know disco dance, whatever. But show them up. You strike them out. Celebrate in front of their face like a basketball player does when he makes his first basket of the day. Or when some guy... that This is something that bothers me. I, I just thought of it now. But have you ever watched a football game where a team is getting destroyed and some guy on the team that's getting destroyed makes a tackle and he celebrates? Like, dude, act like you've made a tackle before. Celebrate with an interception. Celebrate when you stop him on fourth down. Celebrate other than that. Some people celebrate dumbly. So me, let them play. I have no problem with it. I just, it would be awesome. Wouldn't you enjoy that if the, if the pitchers started taunting them if they struck them out? That would be awesome. Got a ground out? Hey, sit down. You know, it'd be awesome. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I'm not a fan of showboating, but I'm a fan of celebrating. Maybe that guy took it too far by walking, but, you know, I don't care. Go back and look at a Barry Bonds home run. Um, All right, so one thing I wanted to say, and I kind of went over this a little bit when I messed up earlier, but... What I want to do is I was looking at the roster because we have six people on the injured list. And Jordan Alvarez getting called up. We got rid of Gujuan and we are now at 11 pitchers and 13 position players. And a normal, in the past, a normal Astros roster is 13 pitchers, and 12 position players. So, did I count that wrong again? Okay, this is where I messed up last time, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'll be right back. Hang on. All right, so going over the roster, um, I had to take a quick break because I had 13 position players and only 11 pitchers. But I realized I'm, I uh, left out Chris Davinsky. So we do have... I just wanted to go over this real quick. Diaz, Altuve, Correa, Springer, McHugh, and Stassi 
are out. Uh, Garrett Stubbs, uh, he's doing okay. If Stassi comes back, I don't know. I don't know when any of these guys are coming back. I think Springer and Diaz or Springer and Altuve will be the first two back. But when Stassi comes back, I mean, as much as I like Garrett Stubbs, I think he's doing okay. One thing that happened to him is he had that 0 for 6 game. He went 2 for 4, 1 for 3, and 1 for 3, which is good. He went over, he pinch hit one game and he he got out and then that long 14 inning game he went 0 for 6. And that hurts his batting average a little but it's 235. But personally, I know a lot of people would rather have Stassi, but I I I just keep Stubbs up there. Let him get some uh let him get some experience because it comes to the playoffs, he's not going to play. Uh maybe. I mean, he's a pitcher, maybe he will, I don't know, but I doubt it. So anyway, let's, I don't know the order, so let's say Springer comes back first. So you have six outfielders, so one of them's got to go, and I would say Miles Straw would be the first to go. So Correa, Miles Straw. Then you've got, let's say it's Diaz, which actually... If Springer's the first one back, maybe it could be Jack Mayfield because Straw can play shortstop. So let's say let's say it's Jack Mayfield when Springer comes back. But then when Diaz comes back, then it's Miles Straw. So Miles Straw and Jack Mayfield. So when who's next? Let's say Altuve comes back next. Then I believe Fisher will be gone. And then when Correa comes back, I don't know how long he'll be back. He had a story on Twitter about how he hurt his back getting a massage, and I'm not going to share that with you because it's not interesting to me. But when Correa comes back, you're down because all these AAA guys, Fisher and Straw are gone, and Mayfield is gone. So the only ones you have left are Tyler White, and Kemp. I mean, you're not going to get rid of Jake Marisnik. So you're down to Tyler Wright or Kemp. A lot of people thought Alvarez came back, that fat boy would be gone, but he'll be gone after Correa's back. Tyler White is gone. Uh, after that, you got McHugh coming back. And if they decide to stay with 12 pitchers, it could be Sinel Perez. Or James, I don't know, could be Valdez, who knows. More than likely it'll be Perez, even though he did good the other day. Uh, But if they stay with 12 pitchers, it'll be one of the pitchers, because McHugh is a pitcher. But if they go with 13, it's got to be Tony Kemp. He's the odd man out. So I don't know what they'll do. I I don't think they want to lose Tony Kemp. So I think they'll go as long as they can with 12 pitchers. So Tony Kemp on the bubble. Uh, Jack Mayfield, Miles Straw, and Fisher, you're gone. When all these guys come back, and I don't know when that is. I wish I could think of the last thing I was going to tell you, but I forgot. But anyway, I do appreciate you listening. Uh, Once again... 
Uh, missed up twice, re-recorded it. Hopefully I don't miss up again. Uh, the other day I got lost, said the same, said, I don't know. I missed up, thought I was on one place and I wasn't, but it happens. But I do appreciate everyone for listening. I think the last time I looked, I'm about 400 listeners, or not listeners, but how many times people play the podcast, or listeners of the podcast, I think I'm about 300 clicks, 300 plays away from 50,000 total, and that's cool to me, that's amazing. I really do appreciate all of you that listen, and uh, maybe next time I'll do better for you. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.